Hey, Haunted Heart listeners, it's October, and that means it's time to get spooky at Shocktober. Every fall, Shocktober's Paxton Manor in Leesburg, Virginia, transforms into a four-story, terrifying, award-winning haunted house, giving thousands of patrons the scare of a lifetime. Built in the late 1800s, Paxton Manor has become the topic of many urban legends and a must-see attraction for thrill-seekers across the country. The real reason for Shocktober? It's the largest fundraising event for the Ark of Loudoun, a local nonprofit creating a lifetime of opportunities for children with special needs and their families. New this year at Shocktober, Paxton Manor is transformed into the horrifying Paxton Hall, a haunted boarding school with a mysterious past. Patrons can also experience Shocktober like never before through the Trail of Terror, a three-day passport guide to Loudoun County restaurants, wineries, breweries, places to stay, and special events with a haunted twist. During the Shocktober 2018 season, plus the more places you visit, the more prizes you win, including a chance to win two tickets to the iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball. With the new Fears and Beers package, Shocktober fans can get shocked in luxury as they ride in a limo or van to Loudoun County Breweries and Shocktober. Located in the Haunted Manor, Shocktober attendees can also race against the clock in the new Escape Paxton, a five-minute escape room adventure of sheer confusion. Shocktober 2018 is open every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from October 5th through November 4th. Tickets are $35 online and $40 at the door. Tickets and more information at www.shocktober.org. And who knows, you might even see someone you recognize. No, that's not a dog or a zombie. That's just Kenny. Ooh. <clears throat> it's early, 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 early. Yes. It's fucking ass early in the morning. It's not a time, but if you have ever been up this early, baby, you know exactly what time it is. It's time to get spooky. It is time to get spooky. The sun is coming up, and here we are with you, beautiful people. If this is not a testament to how much I enjoy bringing you trash content, I don't know what is. For real. I haven't woken up this early for anyone that I love. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you what. Don't worry. It's still spooky. It is. We still got candles. It's real spooky. See, it's it's that um, it's where like being up really, really, really early in the morning. You're up so early that you're actually just up extra late at night. True. Because it's still dark as hell, and we have candles going, and it's very spooky vibe. It's weird because things are going in reverse. Instead of the sun going down, 
it's rising, but ultimately I feel like that just means that we have taken our spooky to the limit. Right. As you will. I mean, I feel like in any other normal circumstance, this werewolf would be crashing about now. So it's like being, it's like we're, we're the Benjamin Button podcast today. Bitch, for real. Instead of being the midnight werewolf, you're the fucking 5 a.m. The morning. Merewolf? The merewolf. <laughs> the, the morning wolf. <laughs> the morning wolf. With his Starbucks coffee and... Just don't. I want to make a morning wood joke, but I just can't get there. I can't get from wolf to wood, so it's fine. We'll just leave it on the table. Maybe I'll circle back <laughs> later. I'll, 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 I'll make a note. <laughs> morning <you>. wood. <laughs> yeah, so bear with us. Uh, it's early as shit. It's the only time it worked for our schedules uh, this week to record. So here we are for you. For My you. sweet, sweet name, Fayel. <laughs> here, Fayel. You know who else we're here for, though? We're here for all of our Patreon members that we've yes, got to get we to. Yes, we are. We are. We are here for you. So um, we were kind of splitting it up so that everybody could have their own moment. So we have um, three folks that we're going to uh, shout out today whose invocations we're going to do. So you're going to have a morning invocation. So this is going to be interesting. Hope you have a good day. Yeah. So we'll leave the candles burning all day instead of all night. Uh, we might leave them burning all night too. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Except never leave your candles burning, you know, not yeah. (laughs) Just don't leave your candles burning. If you, if you go anywhere, fire safety, I'm, Legally obligated to tell you that. Yes, as your local firehouse slut. <laughs> as your local full-on firehouse slut, don't leave your candles burning unattended. Thank you. What if that was? What if I started doing PSAs don't for fire your, safety? Don't leave your candles or me unattended. God bless it. I. That's an idea. I'm doing it. I'm just going to start flooding the media with PSAs as as full-on firehouse slut. All right, um, like Smokey the Bear, only like NSFW. Anywho, <clears throat> first up, for our Patreon folks, and we have our dressed candles here for you. Goodwill, good intention, health, wealth, happiness, and a good day, too. Mm-hmm. A good day. Yeah, a good day. Good morning. Yeah. Um, so we say good morning, and we love you, too, Brett R., who is a member of our... Haunted Heart Harem. And we also say good morning and a we love you to Megan You. And our next one is for Katie L. Good morning and good light. Oh, I love that. That was very good. I'm into it. And we also want to give a 
special shout out to Dale M, who... We announced, actually, on the last episode, we welcomed her to the family with an invocation. And And she has since then upgraded her status to Cannibal Cult member. Two things for that, Dale. Awesome. I I always love it when people upgrade because it's like, ooh, like... They got the bonus content and they like it, so they increased it. Like, it's just cute. They want more. They want more of us. They want more. Yeah. I don't fucking know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> please come be in my real life because everybody in my real life is pretty fucking tired of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a little much. Kenny sits in awkward silence. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. Um, Up at the ass crack of dawn, like, fucking... just, just cutting eyes. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a difficult life. So at the top of the episode, you heard us talk about Paxton Manor. Yes, Paxton Manor. Also known as Shocktober during the month of October. During the month of October. Yes. Yes. So we are very excited to be doing some cross promotion with them. They're awesome people and they're an awesome, awesome, awesome cause. And another reason we're excited about it. And we want you to know about it is because... We're going to fucking be in it. Yes, we are. We signed on with them as actors for their 2018... What year is it? Almost said 2017. Oh, God. We signed up with them uh, for their 2018 season as actors. So we will actually be there in the manor. Uh, I will be there most nights. Kenny will be there, I think, uh, about half the nights. But uh, come fucking there. And get scared and let us know if you do, if you are like local or around the area and you do want to come to Shocktober or if you want to fucking travel here and come to Shocktober, let us know when you'll be here so that we can like do a meetup slash so that we know that you'll be there. Yes. Yes. It was such a really exciting experience because I, Katie uh, and I have neither, can I speak today? Neither Katie or I. They know it's early, baby. (laughs) Neither Katie or I uh, have surprisingly, ever worked acted or worked yeah. in a haunted house. Yeah. Uh, so this is completely new for us. It's definitely been like a bucket list thing, for if sure. you will. Well, because we always do, I know we've talked about like our massive Halloween party stuff on here before, like on the show before, but we do that every year or we have done that every year so far. And so... We always put so much into that. Like, we start planning that in, like, March. Well, really, we start planning it after. <laughs> Literally the day after yeah. the party. We're, but, like, But it kicks into high ideas. gear sometime around winter, um, like, end of winter. And then we just, like, are working at that, like, straight through. And so we never really had the time to commit to working something like a haunted house. But now that we've kind of eased our schedules up a little bit and are doing our shindig every other year, um, now we can kind of have a little fun this October and do some of the stuff that we miss out on playing mm-hmm. our own thing, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I have to say going to the manor, like, I think it was, it was really, really cool because it's an actual like old, yeah, like legitimately haunted. Right. Building. Building. Yeah. Um, and from what we were told and from what we have read, like, even some of the actors there have, like, experienced mm-hmm. weird, creepy things happening, 
like during their downtime, like if there's no lot, like no line coming through at that mm-hmm. second, like they've experienced things. Um, one thing that I thought was really kind of interesting was that our volunteer coordinator said that there was always a butterfly that was hanging around yeah. the front of the house, uh, especially when she was there, like giving these, uh, you know, and doing these every year, there was like always a butterfly, a little friend hanging around. Same so blue it's and like, black butterfly. Yeah, it's like the same blue and black butterfly. So uh, I think those are empress butterflies. Don't quote me. There's some specific type. I used to know the name of that. It's a Yas Queen butterfly. Yas Queen. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I'm a little like. So you're, uh, first of all, we don't know if we'll be together <laughs> when yeah. we go in. Well, we auditioned together, so they they may be giving us a room. Uh, I don't want to tell you which room, but they may be giving us a room that the two of us will work. Uh, but then on some of the nights when I'm there and Kenny's not there, I might get shuffled around. So it just depends on um, on staffing stuff. But if you are coming, do let us know so that we can kind of arrange to see you because that would be awesome yes it would be and do a little meet and greet little honey meet and, greet and we'll be it. looking good you know we'll be looking fresh for you because we'll be in face makeup. will be beat <laughs> for sure with a fucking <laughs> baseball bat <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah so uh, just reading up a little bit on the mansion uh or manor i guess manor. it's the same thing but i like manor, manor. the manor the manor so it's been through like several it's been through some things she's been through some things <laughs> i like it. um i don't really get like a huge negative uh energy no i didn't i didn't it. get that when we were there um but i think because it has such a history i mean if you research it there's information on um native americans and uh, their spirituality in the area of Leesburg. Uh, there's information on uh, colonial Leesburg uh, and battles and wars that have taken place uh, by the manor. And so a lot of that history sort of gets mixed in with the uh, paranormal aspect of the building itself, uh, just due to the land with you know the Native Americans and their beliefs and uh and then you know of course with like the bloody battles and wars and all of that stuff that all tends to bring about superstition uh right. and you know paranormal occurrences mm-hmm. uh but i do have to say that while we were there i did not feel like it felt i don't want to say like home but <laughs> i mean it did no it did of, feel rather yeah it wasn't when i was like didn't feel any negative energy, but it was similar to when I went to the, um, oh shit, her name just totally left my mind. Um, it was like when I went to the house in San Jose, oh man, Sarah, what was her name? It's not coming to me. Anyway, the really crazy, confusing house in uh, that the Remington, the Winchester, Sarah, yeah, the Winchester house. That's what it is. Sarah Winchester. Um, it was like when I went there where it was not creepy feeling, but it was clearly like, like clearly there's some spiritual residue as you will, some spiritual discharge 
in that place. And, <laughs> and I definitely felt that in Paxton Manor too. And, and I liked it. Like I, it feels comfortable. Um, so I would say it kind of felt a little bit like home cause it was very like comfy. Yeah. Like I was into it. I didn't feel out of place. I could see living there and turning it into like a cute, like practical magic style. Yes. Witch house. Yes. Like, yeah. That's very, what it felt it, it like. It has a little bit of like a cottage vibe. Yeah. Which is cute. I'm into it. The only thing that I could really find is that there was supposedly a man who lived there at one point, and his name was Jedediah Carver. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jedediah. Jedediah Carver, who supposedly uh, was ran. He was exiled from Leesburg because he uh, was into animal cruelty. Oh, no, you can't do that. So they got chased from the... I'm, I'm envisioning pitchforks, fire, lots of fire, and his, him fleeing You know, at least it distance. wasn't molesting children, but well, fuck I think, you if Well, you I think some people say that animals. he, like, receded into the house. Like, not into the house, but, like... He, <laughs> he just fucking went against one of the walls and just, like, fucking disappeared into the wall. He receded into the home. Me. Whenever anything awkward's going on. <laughs> he just Somebody... There's a, a drastic situation at work. <laughs> Kenneth, we need you now. Me. Up against the wall. Just receding. <laughs> just receding. <laughs> no, but they say, I guess supposedly the urban legend is, is that he fled into, uh, supposedly there's an underground lake. Oh, okay. That he fled to. <laughs> Seems legit. Uh, but that's the urban legend. And I think right. actually that was one of their themes uh, in previous years. Was um, the? I think it was last year because they were telling us they did the Carver House. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was one of the themes last year. So one thing that I really appreciate is how we get the history of the house into uh, their haunt themes. Because even right. this year with Paxton Hall being, um, you know, like a, a home for children, uh, that's it. the house itself was also a um, an orphanage at one point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a lot of that. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart. Um, it's it's got a ton of heart. A lot of the people who um, organize it and like do the build, they start in April and they work straight through till October. And a lot of them work for the Ark of Loudon, um, which is the organization that organize that is kind of like over Shocktoberfest and the organization that it benefits because it is all for charity basically. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's paid. It all goes to this organization that helps special needs kids with education and like job placement and engagement and and that's really cool too. So it's got a ton of heart and it's a really good cause. Yeah, and I'm 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 into that because yeah, we, and we're into that because we're the haunted heart. So Absolutely. we put our heart into this just like they put their heart into that. We put our heart into this trash. Literally. Yes. <laughs> So that, if you have not guessed, uh, is actually going to be kind of like our theme for this episode. Kind of like it. Not not the theme, but like the theme. Like the theme. It's going to be like the theme. Like it. <laughs> That's another word that people love. Did you did you read the comments that you, <laughs> we weren't exactly so subtle with our not for children <laughs> last episode? I thought, <laughs> okay, let me just clarify. We're not upset. Is that a correction? We're not upset. We're literally not upset. We were just like, just thought it was hilarious. You could get on there and tell me I'm a fat. Kenny's a fat piece of shit. As and, long as and, you give a five. 
five star review with it, baby. I don't give a shit. <laughs> See, Katie, what you honey? Give you a could call me a twat. Slap them five stars on there, and I'm gonna be just fine. Sure. I kind of don't care about the stars, so you can call me a fat piece of shit and give me a one star, and I'll, baby, okay, hey, best friend. I'm gonna tell you what, fuck Mom, off, is don't that you, you do that. <laughs> Mom, is that you? I, w- I will not feel the same about you. <laughs> I mean, I might highlight you on an episode, call you <laughs> Highlight out and, you? And- <laughs> I'm and like, read you for an hour and 13 minutes straight. No, but that sounds like fine. a Patreon benefit, honestly, though. Like, <sighs> what if it was? <laughs> Patreon members get us reading negative critiques. You just want us to read you like a book? Them. Yeah. yeah. So. Anywho. Um, no, we're not upset. Well, we I, love all of our reviews. And if you haven't reviewed a set, then give us a review. Yeah. Right now. Five stars. Yeah. Pause and tell it right me, now. And tell me something nice about myself. Uh, and tell Kenny something mean. <laughs> please. Please validate us. Please validate us. Please. <laughs> so uh, in going into this theme and researching everything, I kind of wanted to sort of kick it off, I guess, uh, and just talk about what or why why we love to be scared. Like, mm-hmm. why do people go pay money mm-hmm. to be frightened? Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in your input on Honey, this. I just look in the mirror. It's free. <laughs> Girl, I could say the same right now. It's true. <laughs> You're a beautiful man, but it is it is early in the morning. And There's you are no wrapped telling. in a luxe black comfy robe. <laughs> and you are wearing a shirt with a banana peel on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you and and socks with skulls on them. Oh my god! I literally what I came to Kenny's door this morning. Of course, I had pumped myself full of cold brew already, um, but I came to his door this morning and brought breakfast because it's due to my crazy schedule that we had to do this. Um, so I kind of felt bad. So I come to the door and I knock like three times, and then finally he opens the door and his eyes aren't even open yet. Like his. <laughs> It's very clear that he literally just got out of his bed when I knocked on the door. (laughs) The knock woke me up. (laughs) No, I'd actually set my alarm for 30 minutes prior to when you were going to be. I set it for 30 minutes prior to when you said you were going to be here. And then I set one for 30 minutes after you said you were going to be here. Mm. So I'd actually just just woken myself up through the alarm, but then decided, okay, she's not here. Yeah. It's not happening. It's just not happening. We don't have a podcast anymore. And then, I, and then I and then I laid back down. And then and then you knocked on my door. Yeah. Like the yeah. angel of death. Like the angel of death bearing Dunkin' Donuts and uh and your favorite tea. Yeah. So if you so. hear me, yeah. Yeah, if you hear any swallowing, just fucking sue me. You know? No, this is not ASMR. They don't like <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> so yeah, what um I'm interested in your take on this because Hot here's here's some Hot tea. Here's some Kate. tea. Uh, Katie uh, is not a fan of the haunted house experience and going through yes. a haunted yeah. house. Yeah, okay. Let so me you have clarify to, yes. that. The haunted house experience, meaning myself enjoying going through, going through them yes. herself. Yes. Um it's Interesting. I uh, So I love haunted houses. I love the idea of haunted houses. I love that people go to haunted houses. I'm very excited to work in a haunted house. 
Um, but going through myself as a patron, um, I, I just never really, I have two basic, uh, reactions to fear, right? Any human, you got fight, you got flight, Yep. right? I'm going to flee first. That's going to be my go-to, right? Cause I'm a, I'm low to the ground. I'm sturdy woman. Uh, not necessarily. Well, I do have the body of a brawler, so let's be real. But my first instinct is going to be to flee. But in a haunted house, you know, you're there in the conga line and you're trapped and you can't really flee. Like, they're not built for you to flee. Um, so then we're left with one uh, reaction, and that is fight. And I'm just not trying to hit somebody in the face. So logically, I know it's a person. Logically, I know that it is not a demon from hell come to rake my soul over the coals. But... At the same time, that gut reaction for me is so strong that, like, I'm just not trying to fucking hit anybody in the face. So when we go through them, for, and, for, and it too, I think it triggers, like, an anxiety th- thing for me. Like, when I'm waiting, going through it is one thing, but waiting to go through is a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we'd have a totally different experience if I didn't have to wait at all mm-hmm. and if you just pulled me right into it. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know what I was doing at all and you just pulled me right in. Yeah. Um, it's the waiting that triggers like this massive sense of anxiety in me that for me is not so much enjoyable. Um, and it's more about again, waiting than, than actually being in it. Cause when you're in it, it's kind of like, it gets more fun, but yeah, so I, I it, I'm kind of slow to warm up to the whole haunted house, like experience for myself personally. And I had some bad experiences when I was young too. Like I went to one with my mom when I was a kid and I chickened out and didn't want to go in. And this was when I was like a kid, kid, um, really young. So I chickened out and like went to sit in the car and these clowns who were working the line, like my mom's friend who was with us told the clowns that I had gone to the car. And so they went to the car and they literally shook the car back and forth and like banged on the glass and like (laughs) sang to me through the glass, which I get that like they thought it was funny, but like if somebody taps out, like you got to let them tap out. Cause at that point it's not fun anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. If, If you have tapped out clearly by going to the car, like them invading that I think is like a, like, it's not cool. And I don't, I don't hold it against them because I think that they thought that they were giving an experience, which is fine. But I think they maybe got a little bit carried away because that's supposed – you have to have a safe space in order to have a scary space. And, like, the safe space got totally invaded. And yeah. I ended up, like, threatening to – like, later on when my mom came back, they eventually went away. And I stayed in the car. And later on I had to unlock the doors to let her in, which took some cajoling, let me tell you. Um So I unlocked the door and like slid over the gear shift and sat in the passenger side. And then the minute my ass hit the passenger side seat, the passenger side door opened because I had to unlock it for mom to get in the driver's side. Yeah. And one of those fucking clowns was like right there, like at the side of my face. And I I think, God, I was maybe even under 10. And he was just standing there like waiting with his face right near mine, waiting for me to turn and look at him. And I was like, I'm going to hit you in the face if you don't leave me alone. I'm literally going to bunch you in the face. I understand that you're just trying to be a person, but I'm still going to hate you if you don't leave. And then he eventually did. But it was like, 
It were it was a couple. Um, that was one experience, and then another experience was at uh, um, a volunteer fire department growing up. And my dad was a volunteer firefighter for a while. And um, we're not going to think about that too. <laughs> we're not going to dwell on that too long with some of my catchphrases for the show. But my dad was a volunteer firefighter for a while, and uh, he of course knew everybody at the station and they used to do a haunted house as one of their major fundraisers. Oh, so yeah. of course everyone there knew me, right? Cause I was at the station and like they knew Katie. So they all knew my fucking name. And I still remember this one room was this guy who had like dismembered this body or something. And he was insane. And there was a TV in there and he was just super crazy. And there's a body on the coffee table. And he just kept saying my name and talking directly to me when we went through that room. And I lost my shit. And I was way, I was even younger than the clown experience. Then I was way too fucking young for that shit. And it was horrifying. Yeah. So, uh, I had a similar experience. Not, well, no, not really similar. I, I remember one of the first haunts that I went through. And I was scared out of my fucking mind. Like, before, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm ready. Um, I was pumped, and I was psyched. And then I got there. And I was young. I was maybe, like, I was maybe 10. Okay. Maybe 10-ish. All right. Um, And I remember going there, and, or I might be aging myself. Whatever year uh, the first uh, Star Wars Episode One came out. Got it. With you? <laughs> because there was Darth Maul. Okay. Uh, the red-faced demon. Oh, not he demon, was in the haunted the house. Horns. Well, yeah, okay. I had a shirt because I loved me some Darth Maul. I, yeah. I fucking hate Star Wars. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but That's very weird. Something, well, and it makes sense, though, but Darth Maul was like, you're fucking awesome. He's actually I a loved Sith. him. Yeah. I, I mean, he looks demon, like a demon but looks for like you. Demon. He's a demon for you, but yes. he's actually I know he's a, a Sith. Sith. But... I was like, I gravitated towards his character, and I was like, fuck yeah, you're awesome. So I had, like, all Darth Maul merchandise, like, <laughs> decked out, Oh, honey. the Darth Maul shit. You know there's an animated series about him. He's, like, the head of some crime syndicate. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool. They have yeah. a witch planet. I- I've grown past that now. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's fine. I'm a fucking nerd, so <laughs> you can just live your life. Uh, you were exactly 10 years old. Yeah. When that movie came out. Bam, there you go. Good job. I looked it up. So, uh, yeah. So I had, I remember wearing, I was wearing a Darth Maul shirt with his fucking face on it and then going through uh, a haunt and a guy actually had, because this was a cheap ass, like, local haunt, just FYI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Volunteer. And they had a Darth Maul mask on and would tease me and they just kept teasing me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they knew my name or anything. They just kept teasing me. They saw that I was, like... <laughs> really afraid and I was like huddled up against my mother and so they just kept like teasing at me see that's the thing you can never show the fear you have to just like be like this is fine this is fine you have to be again that dog for the second week in a row we will reference that dog with the flames (laughs) around him everything's fine because he is real (laughs) yeah and so they went in on me and started calling me like why are you being a mama's boy like they took it out of haunting for me and yeah. scaring into bullying almost. Yeah, which isn't cool. That's uh, fucked. And I was like, and that like sort of stuck with me for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
because I, like I said, I just think that takes the, the haunting and the scaring aspect of it. And so now you're just trying to like, it just felt like an attack personally. Yeah. Now you're, me. now you're just bullying somebody, um, which isn't cool. Yeah. And so it, it took me a while to get back into like, there were, it was years. Like I wouldn't go through a haunted house because I just, just couldn't. Yeah. Like it just kept bringing back like those weird memories. Um, and which was always so weird because I fucking love like Halloween is our season and like, I'm all about it and I'm all about scaring people. So it was just, you know, it just felt like it was not right or it just felt weird that I couldn't bring myself to go through one. So, and then I eventually did and I came at it from a more mature, mature as like point of view. Um, and then I started looking at it uh, through a creative lens. Yeah, uh, that helps too. And then I was like, okay, this is fucking awesome. And so now I can't get enough. (laughs) And now I'm an addict. Yeah. And now I'm in one. I just haven't, like, for me, I think it comes down to a control thing, and I have to be in control. Yeah. Like, of many, of pretty much every aspect of my life, I I can maybe count on one hand, I can maybe count on, like, one finger, the areas of my life that I, that I'm able to not be in control. Um, if that, but for me, it comes down to like, if I'm going through a haunt, I'm not the person in control. And so I have a great deal of anxiety surrounding that. So maybe I should fucking work through that shit with my therapist this season Maybe (laughs) and just be like, visit a haunted house every week, learn to not be in control, baby. Maybe. Or I could just be a controlling, uh, Virgo bitch. And just live that way. True. <laughs> and just be the one in the haunt scaring everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting because if you usually have, like, me, I'm a very jumpy person. Yeah. Going through a haunt. Like, I'm a jumper and I'm also, I curse a lot. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, okay. like, my initial reaction. Like, if I Imagine ever, that. If someone... Imagine <laughs> cursing a lot. If someone ever, like, truly, like popped out of my ha- somewhere in the darkness to kill me, my last words would be, fuck! fuck. Of course, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. <Yeah>. Shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think what's interesting is you see a lot of, like, after that initial scare and that reaction, you get laughter. Yeah. So it's that fine line between, like, horror and comedy, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have that initial fear, but then, like, once you realize it's... You know, once you realize it's, it's not like not, a mortal threat, then then you're laughing because your friend freaked out and fell over because you freaked out and pissed themselves, right? Are crying and vomiting on the ground. Yeah. It's fine, and we pay for that. And we pay for. That. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I could have like an all year haunted attraction that is myself, and you just pay me to scare you in various ways. <laughs> That's a that. <laughs> not, not write that down for a Patreon benefit. <laughs> like similar to a dominatrix, but like specifically horror themed. I Maybe we'll make a video like... for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but there are places that take it to 
that extra level. An unhealthy level. And an unhealthy level. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with uh, the haunt industry, uh, there is one in particular. There's several that consider themselves extreme haunts. So we're starting to get, or have been for a while, uh, getting to that point where people just want something more than just a boo scare house. Right. Uh, With the usual rules, right? Because everybody's familiar with the rules. Even if you've never like worked in a haunted house, you're familiar with the rules of, you know, they usually can't touch you. Sometimes they can touch you. um, But most of the time, if they do touch you, it has to be with a prop. It can't be with their hands. Right. Um, And there's like rules about you being able to like see and visibility and things like that, that are very specific and tied just to say to their insurance, because if something fucking happens to you, they're on the line. You know? Yeah. 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 So, but then there are places who just say, well, why not? Why not just not have any of that? And yeah. just No. Fuck it, you up. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's just, I think people, I'm not going to say you're probably, you've probably got some issues to work through if you, you know, want to actively be tortured, like, not, and I'm not talking I mean, in a sexual gonna, sense. Yeah. I'm not talking in a sexual sense. I'm just going to say I'm that maybe like, you should, have you, have you heard the good word about BDSM? <laughs> have you? Because I feel like if you're looking for a torture house for Halloween, maybe just try going to your local dominatrix, baby, because it seems maybe. like you have some stuff that's built up that we need to just work through. Yeah. There's one in particular, McKamey Manor, who is, uh, they're infamous. Uh, they've been featured on several documentaries. Uh, uh, they're on a uh, movie, a documentary on Netflix. Um, and it's ran by this guy, uh, Russ McCaming. And it was originally in California. Uh, I think it was in, uh, yeah, in San Diego. But that location has since closed, and he is now operating uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Really? Yes. I didn't realize they had moved to Tennessee. That's since the yeah. documentary was done, right? Yes. What's the name of that documentary, by the way? I can't remember. It's on okay. Netflix. It's okay. something about haunters. Yeah. Um, if you search haunter, you it's can too early it in the morning for me to think of it. It's fine. I'll look it up. Uh, and but he's also he's operating in Nashville, Tennessee, and also apparently in Huntsville, Alabama as well. Huh. But I'm fairly certain, and don't quote me on this, I could be wrong, but I think the Huntsville, Alabama location is literally like a friend of his in a backyard in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, well, it started as a haunt that was in his backyard. Right, but we're talking about San Diego here. Right. So we're talking about a neighborhood. <laughs> Alabama's just like a dude. Alabama's another A fucking level. impound lot that right. you just fucking... I would be. Go get murdered. I would at. be less prone to f- go to uh, a torture haunt in Alabama. I wouldn't go through one anyway. Yeah, no. I, I get the allure of it. So essentially, they uh, people sign waivers to go through, and he has a waiting list that's like has thousands and thousands of names through it, which is crazy. And he puts people through. Uh, uh, evaluations and sort of like interviews them, checks their um, their mental uh, like stability, stability, yes, 
and I think they have to get a physical uh, and all of that good stuff. Uh, and so they go, and they're essentially bound, uh, usually gagged, blindfolded, what have well, you. Well, doesn't he, like, arrange a place for you to Yeah, be, he arranges a meetup. And then, but the meetup is, like, you're there, and nobody's there, and then he yeah. rolls up in a van and, like, blindfolds you yeah. and hog ties you and throws you in the back, in the back of, of it. a van and yeah. takes you to the haunt. Yeah. Uh, and... I think that documentary, by the way, is Haunters, the Art of the Scare. Yes. And it is on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, so that's how it begins. Yeah, so that's how it begins. And you essentially, like... And he films it, too, which is also a little weird. Like, for me... Uh, yeah, and I think it's partly... Uh, supposedly, it's partly so that nobody can come back and say that something happened that didn't. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like... Mm, you kind of enjoy watching people being yeah. tortured. If you, I feel I've, like. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that documentary. And if you watch it, you know, keep an open mind or whatever. But if you watch that documentary and you see the glee in his face that, at, like, as he's filming, like, right in. I mean, there's somebody that's, like, freaking out, losing their fucking mind, and there's, like, spiders being dropped all over him. Real spiders. And he's, like, right in their face with the camera. And, like, just his, like, his overall demeanor, he is, like, getting... I feel like he's getting off on Yeah, it. I kind of... It's I very un- uncomfortable. And, like, it's, like, this shaky cam thing. It's, like, I feel like it's weird homemade It's, like, live gen. action. It's, like, snuff films. Yeah. Yes. It very much feels like a snuff film. And so he, you go through, and they say that there's no, like, waterboarding, but there's, like, simulations of, quote, simulations of drowning. But I've watched, seen some of the films, and it they're, like, literally holding people's heads underwater. And I'm, like... Yeah. And waterboarding uh, people. I'm like, mm, no. Uh, there was actually a um, one of the people came out. There's an article. Uh, let's see, where's I've got it pulled up here. So there was a person um, who said that her experience, last name was Milligan, said that her experience was traumatic. She said she gave the haunt a positive review in her, quote, exit interview video because she wanted the haunt to produce a video of her tour so she could have evidence of what happened to her. Mm. Smart girl. Mm -hmm. I like it. (laughs) The video which the haunt produced and posted on YouTube shows, uh, her last name is Milligan, Uh, being pushed to the ground, pulled around by her hair, and slapped while being picked up and driven in a van to McCamey's home. Shortly after they arrive at the home, the screen goes blank, and a a subtitle appears saying, I cannot show you what takes place. When the footage resumes, Milligan is lying in a freezer in a few inches of dark-colored water, blindfolded while actors pour water over her head. Mm -hmm. Milligan appears cooperative and willing to play her part in the experience, Early in the experience, she appeared slightly defiant and even amused, then more concerned as the tour intensifies. Later in the video, another section of footage is edited out. When the action resumes, Milligan is soaking wet and seems terrified. 
Milligan said that the video was edited to hide the worst. She said the video doesn't show the part where she was forced to lie down, her hands bound in a shallow pool of water with a cage over it. Mm. The actors repeatedly pushed her head underwater, her long hair wrapping around her neck as she begged them to let her go home, she said. She's quoted as saying, I'm going to die here. I'm going to drown. My hair is wrapping around my neck and I start freaking out. I'm telling them I can't breathe and they're just laughing and doing it more. McKamey would not confirm the existence of the cage, but he said there's a lot of water involved in the haunt and people will feel like they are drowning. He says, we do not waterboard. We do not even kind of waterboard. He says it's psychological what we're doing. They're safe all the time. So. Hmm. I feel like a lot of people go through this uh, because they want to feel like they can take it, you know? Like, I feel like I can see the allure of, like, ugh, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Or, Mm -hmm. like, I want to do it. Because I could see... I think you would have to be in, like... I, I think some people just want that experience so that way they can sort of uh, validate their badassness in a sense. Yeah. So that they can say that they did it. Yeah. Right? And say that they did it and said that they went through it and say that, oh, you know, the manor didn't beat me. But I think it, like, you just have to suspend your, your pride for a second here. Like, it's not, this isn't haunting. Yeah. And I hate the fact that they're sort of classified as, it as a haunt. haunted yeah, house. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not a haunt. This torture is torture house. This is a torture house. This is torture. This is torture simulation, I guess, slash actual torture, really, if you ask me. Because like you said, you need that safe space in order to have that scare space. And they don't let you just tap out. Right. That's, no, you can't. Like, That's you actually can't just, in like, the rules. You can't. Right. Like, only it's, like, if you become physically unable to move then or do anything, then they'll, like, pull the plug on it and pull you out. But, um, yeah. And I think since they've moved, they've started this thing where, like, if you're doing your sending in your application for this, then they give you um, tasks to perform prior to going in and one of them is uh you're supposed to dress in a bunny or like a onesie go to your local mall set up a table and chair and have people convince you not to go through mckamey manor weird so i'm but his whole purpose is for you to go through it anyway yeah or he supposedly says that he tries to like give them every option to not Hmm. To not go through it. And then once they do, it's like, well, you're fucked now. Told you. You just have to see. There's really no way for us to describe this guy. And I don't want to slander anybody. I mean, do your own thing. But it's not. For me, it's not a haunted house. You can't call it a haunted house. It it doesn't. For me, it doesn't have any heart. No, Um, there's no heart. It's all about the torture element, and I think that that should be its own separate um, genre because what's happening is, like, people are getting, like, people in the haunt industry are becoming radicalized because they're trying to compete with things like this, and it's, like, 
that's something totally separate. Yeah. It's a totally different experience than... And, and, and the moment that someone actually dies from this bullshit... Yeah. It's, it's going to fuck everybody Then it's going to fuck everybody right. up. So you're fucking everybody over... Right. ...by not Doing taking the precautions like that yes. you fucking need because yeah. this shit is dangerous. Yeah. And I don't give a shit what your passion is. If, if like, no. If someone tells you fucking no, then you, and you don't honor that... Yeah. You have to be able to tap that, out. There's no, there's no, um, I, I don't believe in experiences that don't have a safe word, that don't have an opt out. Because right. I think at all times, what's important is that even when you're not in control, you are sort of in control because you can tap out at any time. Right. And, and it, that's got to be the case. And if it's not, then it's abuse. Yeah. So, uh, even if the person previously agreed to it and then in the moment they like, it's too much for them and they have to like opt out, like you need to let them, if you don't at that point, it's abuse. Yeah. Um, but you guys, I, we really encourage you to watch the documentary haunters, uh, on Netflix. I think it's still up and yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's still on Netflix. It's really good. There are a lot of other haunted attractions there that have a ton of heart. But you have to see that Russ guy. He's really, um, he's, something is something. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Just, <laughs> just watch the document. Just watch the document. Not slandering anybody. Just watch the document. We'll talk about it. You know, in, face, in our closed Facebook group. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk yeah, about we'll, it. We'll post some of the videos and stuff yeah. on and we'll talk <clears throat> about it on our Facebook group. But yeah. it, it's, it's not my bag. Yeah, it's definitely its no own art. thing. There's no art to it. Yeah. No heart, no art. No farts? No farts. No. <laughs> no, far, no farts about it. I won't no. go through it. No, no farts about it. It's not for me. It's not for me. Will yeah. not. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. So I thought it might be fun to talk about um, a real haunted house. Wait. A real haunted house. You mean besides the one that we're in now? Technically, this is a haunted apartment. Yeah. Zoning. Spooky apartment. Spooky apartment. Spooky mint. Um, yes. So I thought it would be cool. You know it's been a while. It's, it's been a minute. And I got that itch. There's a cream for that, I'm sure. And I'm not talking about vaginal itch. <laughs> no. Um, it's been a while since I've covered a murder case and Mama's Jones then. For some murder. Ooh, okay. So I figured we would talk about this, like, really interesting case that I had previously not heard about until I started researching for this ep- episode. Usually, because I consume true crime in all of its glorious, glorious forms, it's very rare that a case... Sometimes I'll think that I discovered, like, a new case that I haven't heard about, and as I'm reading, I'll get, like, four paragraphs in, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember this case. It was from, like, Deadly Women or whatever, or one of my other embarrassing, like, Lifetime Channel true crime shows. This one I actually had not heard of previously, Um, so I wanted to cover it. It is... The murder of Robert McKelvey. But first, we're going all the way back to the 1800s. Oh, okay. Time machine. Spooky time machine. Hopping in the time machine. That was incredible. (laughs) That was great. I want to put that on my iPod. Because it's (laughs) 2005. 
Anywho, 1885. Um, Balthazar Kreischer. Kreischer, Kreischer. Kreischer. Um, Kenny insists that I say Kreischer. Kreischer. This is how it's pronounced. All right. Sure. I know this because I also, slash, I also stumbled upon this and YouTubed how to say the name, like a professional podcaster would. Okay. All all right. Sure. (laughs) I'm the pretty one on this show. It's just. For now. That's my role. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You're the pretty one, too. We're the pretty ones. (laughs) Okay, so 1885, Balthazar Kreischer, uh, a wealthy 19th century brick manufacturer, built twin mansions for his sons, Edward and Charles, on top of the hill at 4500 Arthur Kill Road uh, in New York. Yes. Arthur Kill. <laughs> yes. Um, lots of irony there. When I first started reading about this, I was like, is this real? Is this like an urban legend that I have stumbled upon because it's called Arthur Kill Road and it's the Haunted Mansion and this guy's a brick manufacturer? The fuck? They had a brick factory, apparently. And I thought that that was fake because it sounded like something like underwater basket weaving or whatever. We run a brick factory. Like, I thought it was a joke. But I... Why? I can see it's a, it's a factory to make bricks. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't think about it being 1885. And, like, in 1885, you can't coke. really... No. <laughs> right? <laughs> in 1885, you can't really, like, just run to the fucking Lowe's and pick up some brick. Like, you have to have brick factory. So they had this really, really... Um, he was a Bavarian immigrant, Kreischer was, and he... Um, Funny, I just had a Bavarian cream, Bavarian cream donut. In honor of him. Thank you, <laughs> Balthazar... You're awesome. (laughs) So he's this really wealthy Bavarian immigrant who has this brick factory. He builds these two twin mansions for his boys, um, his sons, Edwin Charles, and um, everything is awesome, right? They're super rich. They're obscenely wealthy. And their neighborhood was actually called Kreischerville at that time. Um, So that gives you an idea of how rich they were. (laughs) Unfortunately, unfortunately, a year later in 1886, uh, Balthazar Kreischer died. Um, <sighs> unfortunately. Oh. Uh, so a few years later, uh, something even like worse happened. The bad luck continued. Um, and the brick factory actually burned to the ground. Ooh. So the boys, Arthur and Charles, who were the heirs of, uh, the Suffice Kreischer fortune. to say it was not a brick house. It was not. <laughs> 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 it was not letting it all hang out, shall we say? God, we just dated the fuck out of ourselves. Good Lord. All the 16-year-olds who listen to this show are like, oh, no. I know, but they're probably like, I'm like, Katie, I don't think Brick House was ever in our fucking CD Discman's when we were. I beg to fucking differ with you, sir. I will have you know that in the early 2000s, you could find little Katie dancing to Brick House at a community festival downtown in our hometown. Okay. And I was having, I was getting it. So, yes, yeah, so the brick factory burns down, and Arthur and Charles are left to try to rebuild. They try to rebuild it. They try to kind of, like, get it back on track. Unfortunately, they aren't able to, uh, and it becomes more than they can handle, and the family basically falls into, um, I won't say poverty, because if you still live in a fucking Ruin. mansion, I don't really consider you impoverished, but... They fall into uh, less wealth than they had before. Misfortune. Misfortune, yes. That's a good word for it. So in 1894, Edward Kreischer uh, unfortunately um, 
falling into the family falling into ruin was more than he could take, and he committed suicide in his mansion um, because of trouble with the business. He shot himself in the head. Uh, it was the right temple. Um, some sources say it was at the factory. Some most sources say it was at his home, at his mansion mm. home. The other home that was built for Char- for Arthur. I think I called Edward Charles earlier in this story, and that was wrong. (laughs) So Edward and Arthur. Edward commits suicide in his home. The mansion that was built for Arthur, the other brother, is torn down. Eventually it falls into disrepair. And Edward's manor uh, is kept up, sort of, and becomes kind of like this creepy, weird, like, haunted mansion type thing. So that's like the local folklore. So that when we talk about Kreischer house or Kreischer manor or Kreischer mansion, that's what we mean is Edward's house that he reportedly committed suicide in. Um, And as we talked about on the last episode, places where someone has committed an act like that um, often have a certain vibe about them. There's an unsettling vibe. I think it leaves, I think it leaves a mark. Yeah, it all hangs those. heavy yeah, it in hangs. the air, yeah. and to me, it's almost like a tangible, like, it's almost tangible, the suffering in the air that you can just feel Yeah, for years and years and years and years after. Um, so it's that kind of creepy sort of vibe. Um, after that, the brick factory was finally, like, closed completely, and the mansion just kind of changes hands every couple years. And they mentioned that there have been a couple businesses that have tried to uh, locate themselves there. They've tried to do a couple things with it, and it just seems like nothing pans out. Uh, there was a place where we're from that was like that. It was this big red barn, and it was actually really close to my uh, childhood home. And it was a place like that where it was supposedly cursed because every business that would come in there. You remember that place? Yeah, I know the barn. I yeah. see it. You see it every time you go back home. There was a restaurant that was in there. There was it like used a, to be, a couple businesses. There was a country western store, which was my favorite. I, country, I remember the country yeah. western store. I bought that was little, in the 90s. had a little snake. Uh, it was a little stone. They sold these little stones that had uh, totems carved in them. Yes. Uh, and I had a little like... Uh, jade green one with a snake in it. I loved that place. I was very actually sad when they closed. But during World War One, um, obviously anything German or close to German was uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> so the name of the town was changed from Kreischerville to Charleston, uh, and most traces of the Kreischer family disappeared, um, but the house still stood. In 1996, the mansion became a restaurant. Patients, patrons, patients? Patients? Was it a hospital? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Um, that reminds me of that restaurant in, no, completely unrelated, but that restaurant in Vegas where they serve those, like, crazy burgers and the waitresses are all nurses. Oh, yeah. And they are all waitresses because like it's that type burgers. of, like, sexist type thing. But yeah. I would probably still check it out because they, I mean, they're really hot, but... But also, I would be like, girl, are you here on your own, Will? Just making sure. Are you being sexy on your own account? (laughs) Or is somebody making you be sexy? Because you just got to be sexy on your own if you want to. But if you don't want to, you don't got to Hashtag Katie, sexy on your own. Sexy on your own, baby. Sexy on your own free will. Anyway, um, so the restaurant is there for a while. Patrons of the restaurant regularly complain about strange happenings and supernatural experiences in the house. Of course, it, like all of the other businesses that occupy the house, is short-lived. And we have it changing hands 
the property changing hands every couple of years. So if we left the story there, it would just be like any other strange, haunted, potentially haunted place in your local neighborhood. Yeah. But we're going to fast forward because every town kind of has that like haunted, spooky place where supposedly something really bad happened that's a long a, time ago. That's a spook house. That's the spook house. Don't don't go up there to the spook house and the kids like dare each other to go up on the stoop and yada yada. So we left it there. That's what the story would be. But we're going to fast forward to 2005. In 2005, the primary caretaker of the house is a man named Joseph Young. He's 27 years old. And he has connections with the mob Oh, in that area. Most of us have connections to, like, the internet, (laughs) (laughs) cell phone service. Papa John's pizza. <laughs> through the internet. Yeah, through the internet. His pizza half price. Some of us have connections to the mob. Yeah. Yes. So the mob still very much a real thing. Um, it's not the era of Scarface, but it's still very much alive. Um, organized crime is. And Joseph Young, young man, 27, is connected with the mob. So in April of 2005... Uh, a confidential informant whose name was never released comes to the FBI and says, Hey, I have details on this case where basically I was present for this event when um, five men murdered and dismembered a guy Ugh. at Kreischer House. Ugh. And the FBI says, The FBI says, uh, What now? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, so, uh, what, what happened? Hmm? Can you imagine the FBI agent that just can't deal that day and he's like, delete message <laughs> he's like waiting for his fucking he hasn't had his coffee yet and he's pissed off yeah me at the fbi office <laughs> for real <laughs> yes so this confidential informant comes and says um you know i have details on this murder and this was april of 2005 so according to this informant um the man who was murdered uh robert McKelvey, uh had been also involved in the mob. So it's kind of, from that perspective, it's a standard mob hit, right? Because these things happen very often in the mob, where one person who, I'm not going to say he's part of the family, but he works closely with the mob. He's part of the organized crime um, community. He racked up a bunch of debt with the mob boss of that area, whose name I do know, because I did the research, whose name I will not say on air, because I'm not trying to get whacked off. I won't go there. <laughs> Generally, I'm not opposed to whacking off. Like, I will whack you. Let's just leave it where it is. Let's leave it. Not trying to get murdered by the mob. So you can find it online if you're really that interested, but why would you be? So the mob boss, um, he's, you know, this Robert McKelvey guy has racked up a bunch of debt with this mob boss. The mob boss is getting kind of tired of him. He, Robert McKelvey is known to have a big mouth, they say. Um, and there's this interesting tension with the mob where they say in some, like, in some circles they say that you're closer than family because you've done terrible shit and they know about all the terrible shit that you've done. And so in that way you're under their thumb. But at the same time, if I rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt with you and then you go to prison, I don't have to pay any money to anybody. So it's not like at Capital One where you take out a loan and it fucking follows you every single place that you go. It's not like that. So there's this interesting tension of like, 
people who have, you know, gotten themselves into like a tough spot, you can ask them to do shit for you that you maybe wouldn't ask somebody else to do. But at the same time, you always have to be worried about them squealing on you. And that's what they were worried about with Robert McKelvey reportedly. Um, They were worried that he was going to roll over on them to the police and become an informant. So they figured they would nip that problem in the bud. They're annoyed with the guy anyway. He's really getting on their nerves and he has all this debt and he's got a big mouth. So let's just kill him. Mob solutions, <laughs> okay, people. Yeah. Just kill him. Mob solutions. So March 29th of 2005, this informant says that Robert McKelvey was lured to the Kreischer house uh, on, basically they told him that they were going to have a mob meeting. They were having a mob meeting. <laughs> They were, the club was getting together. We're not talking about a flash mob. (laughs) It was a secret, it was a flash mob meeting. A flash mob meeting. That's amazing. Can you imagine, like, if you had gotten the invite and you misunderstood it? And you were, like, dressed in neon and, like, ready to fucking dance to, like, Thriller? Yeah, I was going to say, showed up in, like, a Thriller costume. (laughs) I'm ready. And they're, like, ready to kill you. And they're like, um, this guy's funny. I think we're going to keep him around. He's funny. You're just singing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they tell him we're going to have this meeting. He shows up. There's four other guys there. And then we have um, Joseph Young, um, also known as Joe Black. Um, So Joe Black. Joe Black. Um, So he's lured there. Supposedly they're all standing in the great room of... Kreischer house and Joe Black or Joseph Young attempts to strangle Robert McKelvey. Doesn't work. So then he stabs him. That sort of works, but doesn't totally work. He drags him out of the house and over to a nearby pond and drowns him. And supposedly that is what finally does him in. There are also reports that say that his throat was slit less able to substantiate that for reasons that you will come to understand shortly. Uh, because after he was drowned in the pond, Joe Young supposedly brought him, brought Robert McKelvey's body back into the house, dismembered it along with the help of his four associates and burned it in the furnace in the basement of Kreischer house. Just adding to that negative energy. Yep. So supposedly, according to this confidential informant, that's what happens. The FBI gets the information from him. They conduct their own investigation. Robert wasn't your snitch, bitch. (laughs) For real, right? (laughs) Because, okay, so that happened. Again, remember, the informant went to the FBI in April 2015. The murder was carried out March 29th. Or um, not 2015, April of 2005. The murder was carried out March 29th, 2005. Yeah. So that guy fucking rolled on that shit and, like, Less than two weeks. Yeah. Whoever was there. Right? So they, FBI gets this information. They carry out their own investigation in 2006. Joseph Young is arrested. Um, There's kind of a lengthy um, court proceeding. And eventually in 2008, he's convicted of murder uh, in aid of racketeering. And he is um, sentenced to prison for life. So he goes to prison. His other, um, the guy who squealed, he... Was he was protected? That's how it always goes. And then the other three guys, um, I believe, got some manner of prison time, but it's like actually kind of hard to find information on like what they got for being there. And we're not gonna dive too deep into that. Yeah, no, <laughs> God, I, don't, I don't have it for you. Um, I did try to find it for you, but 
sorry, they're not my uh, my lead actor. Joseph Young is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. They're so supporting roles. So, yes, exactly. And they went off to prison or something. No, they... Um, this, or some other fine establishment. Or some other fine establishment. No, they... This case is in some ways exactly typical of... I was reading uh, a New York Times article. It's actually really good. The New York Times article about this case is really interesting. Um, in some ways, it's very typical of mob behavior because, you know, you have that one guy who nobody really fucking likes, who kind of gets on everybody's nerves, um, and they're kind of, like, peeved with him anyway, and they're all committing crimes together, and they're like, how do we fucking get this dude off our back? He racks up a massive debt with the mob boss um, that he definitely can't pay, and then, and then again, you have that tension of, is he going to fucking roll over on us? Um, so they just decide to take him out. Yeah. That is very typical and happens all the time in the mob. Which is why I'm not fucking saying anybody's name on this episode, yeah, except the guy no. who's in prison for life. Don't escape. Just stay there. Listen to Haunted Heart, I Haunted like Heart he's Podcast. probably not listening. What if he was? What if he was like one of our biggest fans and he's like, thanks for covering my case. Oh my God, guys. Wow. We get, a, we get a letter in the mail. I'd read it. <gasps> um, first of all, how'd you get our address? <laughs> we don't have one. Um, so... In that way, it's very typical. In other ways, it's it's atypical. And the New York Times article gets into more of that, of how Joseph Young is actually a black man, um, hence the nickname Joe Black, probably. Um, and one of the accomplices that was there, reportedly, is Hispanic. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot of it surrounding race relations and that's that's atypical for the mob to have those sorts of minorities included. Yeah. And so the fact that Joseph Young took the fall for this when it really seems like it was a group activity, but the way that the witnesses um spoke about it kind of put it all on him. And he was supposedly paid eight thousand dollars for the hit and they don't really know it's unclear whether he was in charge of the hit and they were the, just there to help him. Yeah. And he did the actual murder. That's what they convicted him on. But it's dicey. Um, some people have expressed um, concern that it was really more of a group activity that they all did together and then he took the fall for it. Yeah, that's what it sounds because like to me. Because he's the minority. Yeah, that's um, what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. The New York Times article uh, kind of gets into more of that angle of it. But... It's a haunted house and a murder committed in a haunted house, yeah. well, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. For yeah. And ones. I think he was actually hired as the caretaker, right? He was. So he, yeah, that's the connect. The reason that it was at Chrysler house, that's probably important. The reason that it was there is because Joseph Young at that time was acting as the caretaker of the Chrysler house pop- property. Which is creepy within and of itself. If you yeah. think about it, like you usually have like that, that trope, the caretaker of the Ooh, old haunted yeah. house. Creepy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in this case, the caretaker is actually a part of the, part of the mob. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which means that the house was probably owned by, um, there's not a lot of information on who owned the house at that point in time. I imagine it had to be, but it had to be somebody in the mob because he was a mob soldier. Something. He was established at that point. So yeah, I think it, I think it was that type of situation, but having a body be dismembered there, as you said, kind of adds to that negative energy. Right. Now the house is owned by the town and it's used for folk uh, culture and arts 
like events and stuff. Yeah. And I, I would they, love to go see it. I think they do something around, uh, special around Halloween time too. They fucking better. Researched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really, that's really interesting. Yeah. So it's in New York. Place. So any of our New York listeners, any of our New York listeners, just uh, check that out. I would love to go see it. It looks like something out of Grim Fairy Tales, like a like a Hansel and Gretel dream. Hansel. Yeah. Hansel. So. <laughs> yeah. Hansel. So um, that is pretty much our episode. I did want to pretty say much. that. It's pretty um, much it. Pretty much <laughs> it. It isn't the episode, but it's pretty much the episode. No, because I do have one last thing that I want to add. We are in October right now. Yes. So a lot of our episodes this month are going to be Halloween slash October themed. So I wanted to make sure that I left you guys with a movie recommendation every episode that will be related to our theme. Nice. So my uh, movie recommendation for you this week is Hell House LLC. Oh, yeah. So Hell House LLC is a 2015 American found footage horror film written, directed by Stephen Cognetti and produced by... FBI films. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I love Uh, it. The film, shot as a documentary, follows a group of Halloween haunted house creators as they prepare for the 2009 opening of their popular haunted attraction, Hell House. Tragedy strikes on opening night when an unknown malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff. The film reveals the lead up to the tragedy and documenting what exactly went wrong that night, which has been a mystery to the public. The film was released on a number of video on demand platforms, including Amazon Video, YouTube, Vudu, and iTunes. Uh, and they actually just released a sequel, Hell House Ooh, LLC 2. Yes. Oh, we got to watch that one. The Abaddon Hotel. And that was released exclusively on Shudder, which is like Netflix for horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shudder's actually really, really cool. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting that free trial so I can watch it. (laughs) Yeah. So real. Um, But I absolutely love this film. I cannot praise this film enough. Yes, it is found footage, but this is like, this is good good found found footage. footage. Yeah. I I hear found footage and that like buzzword kind of tends to turn me off because I'm not into that whole shaky cam experience, but this is good. This is, it's well done. This is good found footage. It is legitimately terrifying. Like they have some really creepy Super, super creepy moments in the film. Plus, it's got that October vibe. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, it's got a little murder in it. It's got some paranormal. Uh, and it's definitely something that you should check out this October season. Yes. So uh, before we go, you know, we got to tell you where the fuck we are. We are on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. We're on Twitter at The Haunted Heart we are on Facebook. If you search the Haunted Heart Podcast, you will pull up our closed group. Please join. It's really cool. We're getting close to 200 members. Um, we love every single person that's in there, and we have like really good discussion about both about content that we talked about on the show, and also about stuff that is like tangentially related that we didn't get to talk to you about on the episode. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm buffering up here. Um, and also just about shit that we like, like spooky shit and haunted shit and, you know, local cases of murder and mayhem and haunting. And it's just really cool environment. Um, Facebook is really contentious nowadays. 
and very heated. And this is like a cool place where we can all go and be spooky and like not fucking scream This at is each your other. safe spooky space. Yes. Remember, you have to have a safe space in order to have a scary space. This is kind of both. Yes. And it's great. Um, also, check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash The Haunted Heart. There's a shitload of bonus material, you guys. Um, we have been doing all kinds of videos, and there's even more stuff coming down the line um, for you guys on Patreon. Uh, everybody, Stay Spooky Squad, which is $5 a month and up, gets access to the bonus material on there, and it really is fun. You can talk to some of the folks in the Facebook group who are Patreon members, and I think they're having a good time. I hope so. We're I mean, having a good time making it for you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. It's lots of fun. Yeah. And then the last thing, by the time this episode drops, you guys will already know about our super exciting news. We are doing an Instagram giveaway. Yes. To build up our Instagram community, because I feel like we spend a lot of time in our closed group on Facebook, and Instagram hasn't been getting a lot of love lately. So we're doing a giveaway. Um, it's called the Stay Spooky Giveaway. Uh, if you go to our Instagram page at the Haunted Heart Podcast, you will see the post. It's from now through October 7th, and there's instructions on the post for how to enter. Basically, you repost it, tag a bunch of friends, um, and it helps us grow our platform, too. So it's yes. it's very cool. Yes. And plus, we get to give away a bunch of cool spooky merchandise. Yes, from our new Stay Spooky collection. Which is just for October. Yes. In honor of our favorite month. So we have a new Stay Spooky t-shirt. We have a Stay Spooky lip scrub, which tastes like toasted marshmallow and fucking s'mores fall realness Mm -hmm. around the campfire. And we also have our first ever enamel pin. Yes. And I will note that both the enamel pin uh, and the lip scrub are of a limited supply. Yes. So get them while you can. They're available on our website. If you go to thehauntedheart.com. Uh, click on that little merch box links. You will link. You will be able to find them. Yes. Um, the pin is a pre-order at this moment. They are still in production, so keep that in mind. But all of the information is there that you can find when you're looking yeah. through everything. So. so you can buy it one off, or you can enter the contest. If you enter the contest, you get all three um, as the giveaway yes. for the prize. Um, plus a bunch of other spooky shit that we're going to throw in just because we have a shitload of Halloween stuff and we want to share it with you Yes, because we are Halloween evangelists. Yes, we are. Halloween is our lifestyle. All right. So on that note, we're just going to have to, uh, sign off now because this is the longest sign off ever. And the guy outside is now mowing grass. Yeah. So if you can hear that, it's time for us to go the fuck back to bed. (laughs) Time for me to recede back into my coffin. (laughs) All right, guys, we love you. And you know what you got to do till next time. You just got to stay spooky.